Hey everyone, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Bowsette. Just doesn't make any sense. Um, for, for those of you not familiar, Bowsette is this thing kind of going around Twitter. <laughs> it's this, uh, uh, somebody did like a cross between Bowser and Princess Peach and called it Bowsette. And I think it's a really badass looking character. Um, and Nintendo should totally incorporate it. They probably can't at this point because of legal issues, but whatever. Um, but uh, I, I think Bowsette was a bad name choice. Like, it's a little bit demeaning. That's a badass-looking character, and you call it Bowsette? Come on. Uh, Lady Bowser would be pretty rad. Um, you know, uh, Bowser Sith <laughs> or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, Lady Dark Bowser or just Dark Bowser. I don't know. Uh, Dark Peach. Um, Beach. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyway. Or Powser. Yeah. I don't know. Peach Hauser? I have no idea. Anyway, <laughs> today on the show, we're talking about uh, INTPs in grip stress. Yes, I know this is a Myers-Briggs thing, but I think it's important uh, to explain at least a little bit of what I've been going through the past week and a half to two weeks uh, to some degree. Uh, I think what has been going on is largely chemical when it comes to my mental illness and going through my depressive cycle, but there is a compounding energy that kind of comes with it. When I'm in a depressive state, I'm less likely to want to be involved in conflict. And um, that means that I'm letting my ex my inferior function do a lot of the driving, which ultimately results in grip stress. Whereas my, um, my dominant function, my introverted thinking needs more attention. I need to do more logical thinking. I need more opinions. I need to project more uh, cold, hard facts and objectivity and what it is that I uh, stand for as a logical human being and not just, um, and not just giving into people's emotional states or being so distracted or preoccupied by people's emotional states because they don't matter to me. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about them. So I am, so I talk about in the first half of this episode about what that grip stress is, how I've started to notice it. And then the second half is a little bit about like what I'm doing now to get myself out of it. So if you are an INTP, this is the episode for you. If you are not an INTP and know someone in your life who is, this is a great episode to send them. But also if you're generally involved or interested in Myers-Briggs and um, there is generally uh, uh, the notion of people energy and managing your people energy, that kind of like, that kind of is the, the sort of the main theme of this show, even though it's through the lens of Myers-Briggs. So, uh, yeah, let's hit the button and do the thing and get talking about that inferior, inferior FE. Let's go. Inferior, inferior FE. Now, go. Drums, please. <laughs> All right, friends, welcome to the show. I hope you guys are good. Um, I was just listening to the last uh, episode and... Uh, 
my <laughs> I listen to podcasts at two times speed and I'm like, oh, I talk really fast. And then when it's two times speed, I'm like, I'm talking super mega fast. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to try to slow down a little bit. Um, and in general, I've been needing to kind of slow down because um, as you've experienced the past few episodes, I've been kind of like slowly developing this this sort of shaky anger mixed with, you know, some of the the mental illness stuff that I have going on with like depression and such. And um, really what's been going on is, um, well, one of the things that I can explain that has been going on is feeling like I've been in the INTP grip stress of FE. So I'm going to do what I can to explain this. Um, and this is for people who kind of understand Myers-Briggs a little bit, but I'm going to do what I can to kind of bring you guys along for those of you who are not interested. I do have a Myers-Briggs podcast called anchor.fm slash super MBTI. It's called Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. But this topic is in relation to my mental health and fits into this mental health podcast. So we're going to talk about it here. Um, the, the past few days, I've been really feeling this intense focus on other people. And when... INTPs get into focusing on other people, um, it starts to, you know, this is uh, extroverted feeling is our inferior function. So it's something that not, we're not very good at. You know, we're not good at navigating conversations emotionally, uh, navigating people emotionally, and sort of uh, coordinating people to do the things that we want to do in the ways that we want to do them. Um, so it becomes a challenge when we have to navigate that. For me, I have to navigate that with sales. Um, I have to navigate that with like some of the events that I go to. And um, some of the podcasts I listen to bring up that topic all the time. And I, I get exposed to that through Facebook Messenger and um, yeah, people in, on social media. And I think also what may have triggered it was I started to uh, literally using Instagram more <laughs> felt like it was starting to uh, create this correlation of me trying to get affirmations. And um, it's kind of mixed with a couple of things. It's mixed with my um, my personal mental health issues, uh, being a bit of an addictive personality and kind of needing more dopamine, which is like the name of the show. And um, <laughs> the so once I started getting into the habit of essentially what I was doing, is I had three podcasts. I have three podcasts, but I started to kind of push them aggressively. So I've got this one, I've got dopamine, I've got super Myers breaks, turbo EX, and I've got C note media, which is a media focused podcast. And, um, each of those has an Instagram account and those Instagram accounts push to Twitter. They push to Facebook and uh, automation basically starts through there. I post everything to later and then later posts to all the platforms essentially. So um, the thing that I was getting into the, uh, into an issue with was first of all, it's too much work. I was just putting too much effort into doing three podcasts a day and having to create posts every day and schedule those posts and, um, and come up with an image and then write the post and, and all that stuff. It was just exhausting. Not only that, but that activity is something that leads towards affirmations, meaning likes and shares and all of that stuff. So if I'm not getting feedback, it really sucks. <laughs> and you know, it sucks for anybody, but especially for someone who doesn't have like 
uh, a very natural uh, flow of chemicals in your brain, it becomes depleting to put stuff out there and not get enough in return, right? Um, which sounds terrible, but that's the way it is. So um, the the frustration the frustration with that is I was getting into. I was both getting into a habit of something, uh, something that was just kind of routine and secure, which is my inferior function of introverted sensing, and then getting into a habit of wanting the appreciation for it, which is my inferior function, extroverted feeling. So for those not familiar familiar with Myers-Briggs, typically you should be staying in a flow state of your first two functions. So for me, that's introverted thinking and extroverted intuition. So that means I care about details and logic. And that's the reason I can have this podcast and talk about so many things and so many different angles and perspectives. But then also I have extroverted intuition, which allows me to play and it gives me room to play with a bunch of different ideas and just kind of go with the flow and be idealistic and optimistic and all of that stuff. Um, and there's a dichotomy between, you know, the first one and the second one, um, where introverted thinking is very serious and extroverted intuition is very playful. And I tend to bounce between those pretty seamlessly. You know, I talk about these serious topics and then I kind of throw in a joke, for example. So, um, so what's been happening is I've been just kind of like living in my two inferior functions for too long without really realizing it. You know, those are more subconscious processes, but I was starting to, um, try to 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 put forth more people energy um and being you know, sometimes it's a challenge i live with a feeler Mahler's, molly is an enfp and um and and you know sometimes in the important intentionality that she has which is which is so great um she you know she'll ask me how i'm feeling and stuff like that and usually i'm not i don't want to talk about emotions <laughs> so uh i have to i have to take that that statement as not verbatim essentially. And, uh, and, and kind of just like, I'm good and just kind of go with it, <laughs> you know, cause not that I'm shielding my emotions, but like, if I'm not prepared to talk about emotions, then it gets me into my inferior state, which like is not healthy for me as an ITP. So when I'm, so basically I'm, I'm kind of describing the descent into my grip madness <laughs> at the moment. And then the second half, I'll kind of talk about like, what that consisted of and how I'm, how I'm working to get myself out of it. Um, so essentially what's been going on is I've started to, so I had a couple of other things going on. I've had a lot of communications with people online. I've been trying to work with a client. Um, and then I've also had, I had an event on Saturday. I've been helping manage Molly's kind of emotional state through that. Um, while she was, uh, uh, curating this show and she did an amazing job and um but then also trying to manage all of my stress and my personal emotional responses to lack of money and lack of security and all of that stuff so i have a lot of things compounding in my life that is kind of causing this grip stress this intense constant stress going on um sometimes that involves my environment in this case i'm very lucky that it's not my environment it used to be my environment um when i lived in san diego there was just like dogs barking all the time and it was always a very frustrating uh environment and nothing was ever peaceful and it was very hard to um live within that and again nothing wrong with them that was totally me being in that environment that is an environment they loved but um you know it's just something that i that wasn't working for me so 
uh, this environment now is really great. You know, Molly takes care of herself, uh, and, and like the, you know, the, her surroundings and I do the same. We're a team, which is great. And I'm able to express myself in my environment for like the first time since I was really a teenager. So it's pretty fantastic. Uh, and I love it. So anyway, going, as I'm going down this rabbit hole, um, there's a lot of emotions that I've been having to manage with, um, uh, with my clients, with trying to get clients, trying to manage my own emotions, trying to figure out what's going on there, uh, dealing with my own stress, lack of security um, in terms of financially. And um, then I've got uh, some issues with like, uh, um, you know, sometimes uh, my, my dad is amazing, but uh, he can be a very emotional guy and I'm never prepared to talk about emotions. So, um, you know, that can be a stressor. And that I had a conversation with him last week that wasn't a stressful conversation, but it was like an emotional vulnerability kind of uh, conversation and, um, and having to express emotional vulnerabilities on this podcast can sometimes be a lot as well. So that's why I kind of fluctuate between like talking about my own emotional state and then like people or, you know, what I see in society and things like that. But I essentially started to go into this spiral of like starting to notice everybody else's emotions. And I started to notice the absurdity of essentially everyone um, being some sort of neurotic, <laughs> or at least everyone that I've been surrounded by. Uh, you know, everybody, a lot of people have like issues with their parents and they've got issues with, um, with, with clients, they've got issues with their kids. They've got issues with, with some semblance of somebody else in their life, holding them back. And I don't know, it's like when you start to learn about typology and you start to do a mental health podcast and you start to really dive into the deep depths and nuances of human behavior and perspectives, you kind of see a lot more and you become a lot. It's like an x-ray vision when it comes to people and their subconscious behaviors and their conversations and the things that are affecting them. And you start to see it more obviously. And it kind of becomes, you kind of feel maddened by not, not mad as an angry, but like mad as an insane, um, <laughs> become insane by, uh, I start to lose my sanity around seeing people consistently, uh, being affected by, the people that are closest to them that they love so much and are downplaying their victories and, um, you know, attacking their emotional state, but claiming to love them unconditionally. Right. Uh, it, it's all of that stuff became, was starting to compound. I was seeing that at the show that I went to and then, um, uh, Molly had some, Molly has some kind of triggery, um, uh, uh, um, emotions tied to her background of Christianity and um, the, the somebody at the show was playing like Christian rock music and she was like, uh, <laughs> so I could see her panicking. Um, so <clears throat> between managing and seeing her emotions and listening to that, but then also seeing uh, a friend of ours who was running the show being affected by his father and seeing the dynamics of his entire family where like mother was in charge of dad. So dad felt inferior. So he projected that onto his kids and you could totally see all of that, or at least I could. And all of that was just like frustrating. I was like, why can't you guys see how obvious this is? <laughs> um, and uh, it was really after that point, um, the next day, you know, we were hanging out with Molly's kids, which are great. And there was really no moments there that, um, 
were were bad or added to it. The kids were actually really great, and it was such a good day. Um, um, but at the end of it, I could feel myself starting to crash. Like I was just over it. I was like done with people, uh, and I needed I needed a break. And I, I realized the next day it was really yesterday morning. It was a Monday morning where I woke up and I just felt like I got hit by a train. And that morning is when I recorded the angry podcast that you listened to yesterday. And that's the reason why I was so angry (laughs) Um, because I just felt this need to just purge. Like I just felt gross. I was just like, all these emotions, get it off of me. (laughs) And I was just like so mad. And, And throughout the whole past few days also, I was just seeing neuroses again with like people's Facebook posts and all of the things that people are projecting onto other people, the arguments that people are having, um, you know, common patterns and conceptions about things. And I was just getting into this maddening state of like, okay, just make it all stop. <laughs> Cause like I was getting into this absurd place that an INTP can get into or sometimes an ISTP, but more, more likely an INTP that an INTP can get into when you just start to feel like everyone is absurd and it becomes, it feels like you versus the world. And it is just, everybody's crazy, including myself <laughs> and uh, everybody's hopeless. Everything's crazy and absurd. And you kind of spiral into this absurdity of a black hole until you just kind of eventually get, it gets so absurd that you just kind of come out the other side and you're just like, huh, well, if everything is absurd, then nothing's absurd. <laughs> Such an INTP thing to say, but uh, it's it's totally true. Um, and <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess really, I, I guess essentially, I, I guess really, what happened there? Um, I guess essentially, what um, what what's been going on there is now I can kind of see that that was the case. But when I was in it, it's hard to see it, which is ironic because like when people are in their emotional states that I was complaining about, like, how can you can't see, how come you can't see this? But like, I couldn't see myself in this madness. So, you know, my bad. I negate that. <laughs> but again, that's why it's an inferior function. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at navigating people's emotions and creating a sense of harmony and working through conflict. It's a real challenge for me. So when I, um, yeah, let's take a break and I'll talk about what I started to think about as I woke up yesterday and started to feel like I got hit by a train. And really it was last night that I started to make some adjustments and project, put things out into the world that, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to nullify it, nullify it essentially. So yeah, let's take a break and then we'll do that. And I can get a drink of water. Cause I'm like all burpy and ugh. okay, <laughs> let's do this. All right. So as we get into the, sef- the sef- second half of this episode, I keep combining words. I do that online all the time too. Like I skip words because my brain goes too fast and I can't type fast enough. Um, <laughs> uh, so essentially to pro- provide a little bit of context for the second half. Um, and, and, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with an INTP, I suggest you go look it up if you'd like to, but INTPs are typically referred to as the logician. And it's a combination of using intuition with introverted thinking. And introverted thinking is a very subjective mode of thinking about the world. It's a very logical process. And logic is a very subjective 
process. Uh, you take information and it's about interpretation of the data. You know, think about philosophers and the way that they sort of see dichotomies in the world. And that's something that I like to do. And it's something that's very fun for me and very, um, very fun. Uh, and for me, that translates into intuition and pattern recognition. So I go out into the world and if I'm enjoying my time with people like that's that fills my emotional cup essentially um gross and i go out and like you know just kind of uh, uh when things are idealistic and you're playing with ideas and like brainstorming like that stuff so much fun like that is the ideal version of extroverting for me and but when people are being uh emotional and you see people kind of just like doing all sorts of like uh, just a ton of, even if it's a positive uh, emotions, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, um, affirmations and just like all of it is just all emotional. It becomes too much. It becomes overwhelming. And I'm just like, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in ideas. I want to play with, with concepts. I want to play with philosophy. I want to play with logic and discussing the, you know, what's going on in life and not in a bad, negative, outragey kind of way, but in a total like, huh, let's, let's try to figure out what's going on kind of way. Right. So for me, that is, um, you know, that tends to translate in my day to day to trying to solve problems and trying to, uh, work through concepts. I like doing a lot of research on concepts. Um, you know, today I was going to do, uh, the podcast on, uh, the call of the void, but I decided to do this INTP grip stress episode instead because it's just something that is at the forefront of my brain. And I like being able to express, uh, these thoughts as I'm working through them. So, you know, introverted thinking is also my decision making process. So for me, I have to, um, work through and it's almost like I make decisions first. I decide where I'm going to point the laser and then I kind of point the laser everywhere. <laughs> until it hits the target. Um, so it's, it's a little confusing, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, sometimes a really messy process and it involves being wrong a lot. Um, because again, introverted thinking is a subjective thinking process, right? So I'm trying to make logical decisions based on what I think something is, is doing or what's happening or whatever, or someone's thinking or something like that. Um, so again, acknowledging that it's a subjective process allows me to kind of work through it and play with new ideas. And I have to, as I get older, become more comfortable with the idea of being wrong, because if I'm going to be projecting my ideas out there, then I have to be comfortable with being wrong. Now, what the problem is with extroverted feeling, my inferior function is that it doesn't want to be wrong. <laughs> it's not that it was, well, it's not that it doesn't want to be wrong, but it's very uncomfortable with conflict. It's very uncomfortable with, with, uh, putting an opinion out there that could be wrong, right? That could upset a group and, uh, or upset my partner or upset whatever my version of my environment is. So when I was, I think what was happening is that I was in this, this grip state of like being so focused on other people's wants and needs and emotions and, um, what's going on and, and, and everyone's life and, and not having enough for me or not not being honest with my uh, opinions or what I wanted um, to get out of something um, that it was just, I was being starved of 
introverted thinking energy. Like I needed to, I needed to project strong opinions <laughs> and I hadn't, I hadn't done that in like a week and a half or two weeks. And, uh, you know, even though I've been doing these podcasts and been doing that stuff, uh, subconsciously I've been still kind of in this extroverted feeling world and it just hasn't been enough, you know, and introverted thinking is my primary mode of thinking. So it's, doing it just for the podcast is not enough. This is something that I need to do uh, throughout my day. I need to do research. I need to do all sorts of things that uh, put my introverted thinking into a, a state of flow and play, right? So that means researching topics for the week and taking time to uh, per perhaps put out some controversial uh, opinions on the internet <laughs> for uh, for people to discuss and if I have an opinion about someone's post, I need to say it and share it and not be mean, not be hurtful, but to be tactful. And, you know, that sort of stuff is like being tactful in a logical, intentional way is part of that challenge also. Um, an example of that would be like taking an ex a very, very elaborate thought and distilling it into 140 characters for Twitter, right? Or 280, I guess, is what it is these days. Um so that that's kind of an example of trying to, you know, reduce ideas into a simple, understandable form. Uh, that's one of the things that I really love doing. Um, so logic puzzles, all of that stuff. And I've been starved of that. Uh, so, you know, yesterday morning when I kind of just woke up and was just like, oh, I got hit by a train. I came onto this podcast pretty much right away and I just, everything was just anger. And I got to this point where I was just totally in my grip stress moment. And I was, I hadn't felt that angry in a long time, at least a year, to be honest. And um, so it made me have to think about like, okay, what's wrong? There's something really wrong here. I knew that there's stuff going on with like my, um, with money and um, with, sense of security and all of that stuff, but there's, there was something else going on and, um, I had to think about it and I was like, yeah, I'm putting too much energy into my extroverted feeling. It's like a, a little baby making decisions. And I, I no, that's not how that works. <laughs> Introverted thinking has got to take over. So, um, so I took a little bit of a break. I talked to Molly about it. I, and I started to realize that that is what I needed to do. That I was just like, I, like when Molly got home, we kind of like vented a little bit about like she had some work things that she was having uh, frustrations with. And I was having frustrations. Um, I had a little bit of an argument with a client of mine uh, the night before also. And I was just like, okay, I know what's going on. I'm just trying to emotionally appeal too much to people and things around me. Uh, so I needed to be more direct with my client. I needed to be more direct with even Molly. And um, that's been good. And I needed to be just more direct in general. And um, last night, I, you know, Molly and I watched um, Daniel Sloss, I think his name is. Um, it's on Netflix. He's like one of the, the more recent um, uh, uh, sort of episodes, uh, uh, comics, stand up comic specials. And um, he is like completely an ITP and just like, complete introverted thinking and totally worked out logic and fantastically executed and just such a mental relief. Like I felt all of these things and I was just like, yes, yes, 
feed me. <laughs> and there's just a lot of cynicism around like religion. And it's a really good special actually, because he talks about disability and his sister and being offended for on behalf of his sister when he's telling a story and he's like, who are you being offended for? It's my sister. I can tell this story. Uh, so it's really interesting. Um, so I suggest you go check that out if you're really interested in, in, in sort of a, a logical kind of darker perspective because he really plays with humanity uh, and everyone's being like shock and awe and reactions and the predictability of people's reactions, you know, <laughs> it's like really funny to me. Uh, so uh, I had to kind of hone my cynicism into watching that. And then uh, Molly went and took a, took a bath and I just was, I was going to play video games for a little bit, but I had a problem I needed to solve. And that was very satisfying. I figured that out um, within about an hour. It's involved a little bit of communication, but I kind of stood my ground um, because, you know, one person I was communicating with was getting a little bit defensive about what was going on. It was kind of like a, it was like three parties involved and there was like a, permissions issue with a Facebook page. And we had to kind of work all that stuff out. And I could sense that she was getting like kind of emotionally defensive. And I was just like, okay, stop. I don't have time. I don't have time for this. I'm just trying to figure out what's wrong. And I'm, I'm, that's all I would say. I was like, I'm just trying to find an objective answer. I just need data. <laughs> and and uh, that was good. That helped me. And that helped me solve the problem. And I figured it out where, you know, through deductive reasoning, essentially. So we figured out that problem. And uh, last night, um, Molly and I have started watching Star Trek cause I've never seen Star Trek, believe it or not as nerdy as I am. Um, but I was more of a video game nerd than, uh, kind of like a Trekkie or, um, really like a fantasy nerd or anything like that. I really love sci-fi. I like Star Wars and stuff like that, but, um, I always went more Star Wars and less, um, uh, less Star Trek. And I think at the time when I was younger, I was just like, I don't know. I didn't like watching things as much. <laughs> I liked playing things. So that's probably why. Anyway, we started watching the next generation and we're on like episode five or six. So we watched that. Um, and that's really great. Those are very, it's a very cerebral show. There's just a lot of things going on with like time and space. And, you know, Molly was really excited about it. She was just like, these episodes are finally getting into time and space and stuff. You're going to love it. <laughs> and she was right. I love it. It's, it's really great. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and she went to bed and then I started like kind of, browsing Facebook and Reddit and stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I got some things to say. <laughs> so we started kind of playing also, but like I put out a couple of opinions based on like patterns I've seen and like people's behavior and selling and stuff. Um, Cause there are a lot of people that are in my world that kind of think they know what they're doing when they're selling stuff, but they really don't. They have no idea what they're doing. So, um, <laughs> so I, you know, I have to make myself known. Uh, in that way. I, I can't just let things be. I can't avoid conflict for the sake of harmony, right? Because harmony is my inferior function, extroverted feeling. So I need to get that stuff out there and not be rude about it and not be mean. And that's part of the challenge actually also, but to be direct and say like, Hey, there is an opportunity to grow here. Um, or just share things. I started posting things that were essentially satire uh, based on what it is that they were doing. Um, so like another aspect of being an INTP is that like uh, we as INTPs are like more of the, we're kind of gods of destruction in a way. Uh, you know, we're taking all of these foundations that people believe in and taking things that people have made decisions on that don't make sense. And uh, we're constantly asking questions. And I think the challenge comes 
with like, that's not something that's always appreciated. People don't love <laughs> having their foundation rocked by asking serious questions. And um, having that as your superpower is, could be frustrating because it's a, it's an underappreciated superpower. And um, while we don't need appreciation, it's nice every once in a while, but if we don't get it, after a certain amount of time, you know, that can be an aspect of getting into inferior stress. Also, you know, we need some love, we need some affection, you know, and uh, if we're not being appreciated for what it is that we do for the gifts that we have, then we start to feel like our gifts are useless and that we just shouldn't be the way that we were born to be. Uh, so it becomes a challenge. And it, that's the way that I, that's something, that's a challenge I've always dealt with. You know, my parents are both feelers, most likely, um, and I've been surrounded by a lot of SF types in Philly. Uh, it's definitely an SF city. And, um, you know, my ex-wife was an ISFJ, most likely. And um, just being surrounded by a lot of feeler types, like I've always felt like it was a breath of fresh air when I came across a thinker. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, one of the first people I felt like I emotionally connected with ironically was um, one of my ex-girlfriends who was an ENTJ. And, um, you know, we connected on a lot of uh, uh, intellectual levels, which was very stimulating in a different kind of way. Right. So um, coming across those different types of people, it, it's been a challenge because I feel like I've been surrounded by more feelers than thinkers in my life. And uh, I, I feel like I've had to adapt to survive and lately, really the past year, I've been embracing and becoming more of my INTP self, but there's still relapses essentially into being a type of person that just like keeps my distance, doesn't rock the boat and doesn't say what he wants to say. Right. So, uh, that can be a challenge. And honestly, you know, as an INTP, we need to just say what's on, my, on our minds. We need to share that stuff. And, um, but be willing to adapt and adjust when we find out that some things that we say are wrong, <laughs> you know? So it's not about being correct. And uh, sometimes that is part of the stress as well is this constant drive to be correct. Like it's like this mix of it, right? It's this TI getting so stressed out that it wants to be correct all of the time, but then mixed with extroverted feeling and seeing that everyone's going crazy and like, why can't, everyone just fix their problems. Like this sucks. I want everyone to be happy. And frankly, I just can't think that way. I can't, I know not everyone's going to be happy. It's just not, this is not a thing. This is not going to happen. It's not reality. <laughs> you know, it's not possible. Uh, everyone's, you know, the best thing I can do is like, if somebody asks me questions, I can give them, uh, the most logical thing to consider. Um, but other people's emotions are not my responsibility. I've preached that to other people. And sometimes I need to remind myself of that too. And um, uh, uh, the best I can do is just continue to be myself. So really what I'm doing now to get myself into kind of like this balanced equilibrium, while I've also been kind of going through a depressive state, but kind of coming out of that also, I feel this kind of like constant pins and needles stress feeling that's really frustrating. Um, and the, the way that I'm kind of slowly trying to, you know, kind of, uh, regain some energy is to, uh, essentially do some self care. I need to make myself some breakfast after this because I kind of just jumped into recording this episode. Um, I'm going to make myself some breakfast, make some, some, some eggs, 
and some sausage and like literally just go through the process and uh, do a little bit of self-care today. Um, I have some things I need to work on, but there's mostly stuff that I can kind of outsource. And um, I'm just going to try to chill. You know, yesterday turned into a stress day. It was supposed to be a chill day, but it turned into a stress day. So I still need that time for self-care to take a breath, to maybe read up on some stuff. Um, you know, the next thing I, I do want to talk about is the call of the void. So I'm going to do that episode. Uh, so I'm going to do a little bit of research on that and um, just kind of chill, drink some water and, and, and take care and try not to stress about things I can't control. So, okay. So I hope all of that made sense. Uh, if you have an INTP in your life, you know, send them this episode because I'm sure they have experienced this kind of inferior grip. Or if you've seen the INTP in your life, just have an uncontrollable rage, you know, like the, the inferior stress, the inferior FE has the sophistication of a three-year-old child. And that's according to personalityhacker.com, uh, which is an amazing website you should go check out if you want to take your test and figure out your personality type. And um, they are likely the most accurate. I think they're fantastic. Um, but they're, they basically explain that your inferior function is the has the sophistication of a three-year-old child. So an INTP within the inferior function is going to be like really kind of whiny and, and, and not how to manage their emotions like a child, right? Um, so one of the things I can actually suggest is to A, try to get into any kind of a logical state again, you know, give them some space. Um, don't try to ask them about their emotional state, um, you know, or if they have to project their emotions, like listen to them, don't listen to respond, just listen to them, be there for them, let them cry, hold them, give them affirmation, show them some love. You know, INTPs also need love as, as much as we get the robotic moniker, we're human and we need love. Um, so showing love and support is always wonderful and helpful. Um, the other thing is that since it's extroverted feeling and not introverted feeling, um, we, and it's inferior, we as INTPs are not always great at knowing what our emotions are, which ends up culminating into the default of anger, right? Anger, as you can see, like I, I talked about it in a previous um, podcast episodes about um, men and emotions. And when men get to this place where they're not, you know, expressing their emotions, uh, it, it becomes this kind of default emotional state of anger. I honestly feel like anger is a default stress response, right? So there's a lot of nuance and, and stuff when it comes to emotions, but it all kind of culminates into this center ring that feels like that's anger. So to me, that's, that can be a really frustrating place because you can't, you know, as an INTP, I can't figure out like the nuance there. I can't figure out, okay, I'm angry, but what am I angry about? Or like what other subtle emotions going on? Is there grief? Is there sorrow? Is there sadness? I try to attach it logically or I try to attach the kind of general energy and vibe of, um, of this anger to like a song. I like, I will start listening to music or I'll start watching things to try to match my emotional state to something. So if I feel like if I'm going through a grief process, for example, if I just lost a loved one and I'm not really sure how to feel, um, which is true. Like it's going to be, that's the case um, with an INTP. You might not know how to express the nuance of that feeling. You might need to watch a movie or something that's going to be an exaggeration of that grief to make you 
intensely feel something, right? Intensely feel the common feeling that's going on because you see it, you experience it. You're you're like, okay, your brain almost has this like, okay, that's that's sad, that's grief, that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, so it sounds like inept or <laughs> sociopathic, but it's really kind of interesting in that um, in that vein. Um, to I, I do that with music a lot, so I'll, I'll search for. Um, sadder music or happier music if I need to alter my mood or some t- I'll often use music to match my mood to try to just kind of figure out where I'm at and then I'll kind of express almost through listening to the music in a weird way and then figure out what to do with it after that so um, you know it's a challenge it's interesting uh, certainly but it's all mixed with my mental health issues and and uh, dealing with my depressive states. And I feel like I'm kind of curving out of the cycle. I'm still kind of in the lower end, but um, I have like a five point scale, which I think I can talk about in a future episode to help anyone with bipolar disorder. Um, uh, Just to kind of give you a quick overview though, I've got um, the center means that I'm okay. And then to the left is uh, there's two notches to the left, which is depression, two notches to the right, which is hypomania. And um, basically it's one, two, three, four, five. So number three is the center. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of like at a one and a half right now, I, I'm, I'm feeling. So I'm still kind of working my way out of it, which means I need to go do some research. And, um, you know, it's not that it's going to cure my depression or punch, punch me out of the depression, but being aware that like some of your personality type can help you a little bit to at least find out what relaxes you so that you can have a better chance of, of getting out of the cycle and moving on to the next stage, or at least feeling some sense of normal for a little while. (laughs) So um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, please hit me up on anchor or you can hit me up at let's go see notes on all my social channels. Um, If you want to subscribe to the show, you can go to dopamine.life and leave a monetary donation and uh, go to cnotes.media to check out my stuff, learn more about me. You can check out if you need a full chief media officer, I've got a offer on there called infinite C note, which means full access to me and uh, all of my marketing abilities. So there's that. And that's it. So take care of yourselves and each other. If you have an INTP in your life, please send this over to them. I hope they'll appreciate it. And I hope you appreciate it. And uh, take care of your friends, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.